This is an RNZ podcast. Thank you, Mr Speaker. To the Minister for Broadcasting and Media, what announcements has he made regarding funding for world-class public media? Uh, the Honourable Willie Speaker. Jackson. Mr Speaker, today I've announced that we're delivering a, a funding boost to deliver world-class public media for all New Zealanders. That was Labour MP Naisi Chen with a powder puff of a patsy question in Parliament for her government's broadcasting and media minister, Willie Jackson. But back on the 6th of April, it was a query the minister was only too happy to answer. Radio New Zealand will receive a 60% increase, Mr Speaker, of $25.7 million annually. This funding will help it meet competing demands and deliver world-class public media for all of Aotearoa. That funding boost was big for RNZ's bottom line for sure, but it was also billed as a saving by the government that same day because this was a backstop for the collapse of the government's new public media entity plan, which would have had a much bigger bill. And Newsroom's co-editor Mark Jennings, formerly a long-serving TV3 News chief, reckoned that the much-repeated world-class public media Willie Jackson spoke of there seemed an optimistic outcome if you took the government's previous words literally when he wrote this. Until weeks ago, the future of Aotearoa New Zealand's public media organisations was looking so grim, the government was prepared to spend $370 million over four years to merge TVNZ and RNZ. But while what Willie Jackson announced on April the 6th was effectively a pre-budget announcement concerning RNZ, with a one-off boost of $10 million for the broadcasting funding agency New Zealand On Air thrown in as well, Willie Jackson and Cabinet have much more on their minds. When Willie Jackson told reporters there would be a big announcement the day before the big reveal, he also told reporters he was working on a broadcasting strategy for all New Zealanders. And after the announcement back on April the 6th, he faced non-powder puff questions about that from his opposition counterpart in Parliament, Melissa Lee. And Willie Jackson's rebuttal made plain just how much needs to be done, if only legislatively, late in Labour's second term. RNZ Charter Review, the ANZ PM bill included a new charter designed for a modern fit for a purpose national public media entity. We'll use that good work to update and strengthen our RNZ Charter. And Mr Speaker, my officials are looking to modernise our outdated Broadcasting Act legislation that the useless National Party put in place. And even aside from all that, there's also the matter of what now for state-owned TVNZ, which is now not only not being merged with RNZ, but is also looking for a new chief executive to replace the current one who's leaving in June. And several new board members are needed urgently also to oversee whatever the new direction is, if any. Because the minister has hinted it won't be highly commercial business as usual for TVNZ. On the day he announced the new funding for RNZ, RNZ's midday news host Charlotte Cook asked Willie Jackson if TVNZ's future has been aired by the Cabinet. We're exploring ways TVNZ can play a more active public broadcaster role um, and, and, and we might be able to do this in terms of their charter, uh, maybe looking at a charter or in strengthening and monitoring uh, their, their, their reporting requirements. So. So, you know, um, for us, um, you know, they're, they're in a very, very important part of the uh, jigsaw puzzle or the ecosystems. The previous TVNZ charter was introduced by a Labour-led government in 2002 and then scrapped by an incoming national-led government less than 10 years later. Now, some commentators have claimed recently that the current minister is now pursuing the goals of the public media merger by other means, like leaning on TVNZ. 
and in what was MediaWatch's first opportunity to talk to the Minister since the big announcement earlier this month, Hayden Donnell asked Willie Jackson about that. But first, what does Willie Jackson and what should RNZ's audience expect from the RNZ funding boost he announced recently, and would that actually include a new digital platform, as the official announcement seems to suggest? Kia ora, Minister Jackson. Welcome to Media Watch. Kia ora. Good to uh, have a bit of a coordinator with you today. So the $25 million funding announcement for RNZ included $12 million for a new digital platform. So do you actually expect RNZ to create an entirely new brand or service there? Not at all. I think there was some crosswire with my officials there that shouldn't have actually gone out that way. I know that I've spoken with RNZ and my officials have spoken with them and uh, what I do expect is that they will work on the existing service. And, and the other side of it, it's really up to RNZ. It's not for us to, to say what has to happen. RNZ is uh, independent from government and will make its own operational uh, decisions. But uh, I would imagine that they will work on what's going to happen in terms of the, the current digital uh, infrastructure uh, and upgrade things in terms of the websites, in terms of the apps. And I'm looking forward to see what RNZ comes up with. In February 2020, we did propose this new youth service, and Dr. Jim Mather said, you know, this youth service would explore civic and financial lifestyle and well-being issues for youth. I wonder whether some of that $25 million will go towards a youth service. Again, it's up to RNZ. It's not for me to um, tell them where it should go, but, uh, you know, in our general corridor, we've talked about Youth, we've talked about uh, Māori, we've talked about Pacifica, you know, underserved uh, audiences. And, and I think that that uh, extra 12 million will really help National Radio RNZ to find those audiences again, you know, our regional audiences. National Radio has been hampered and restricted in terms of, you know, getting to those audiences. In my quarter with the RNZ, they actually haven't talked about a, a new digital website. They talked about upgrading things and building on what was already there. Yeah, so just to clarify, you're not saying you must build a new youth service, uh, but you are hoping that RNZ, with the new money, will be reaching out to some of those underserved audiences, so like young people. Absolutely. But it's, again, not for me to tell RNZ what to do. You know, I think it's no secret that, you know, I have talked with them about young people. I've talked to them about Māori. I've talked to them about Pacifica. I've talked to them about the regions and... This will help, and RNZ has told me they want to develop a new audience experiences by delivering more news and content. Yeah, so you're yeah. mentioning that you've you've talked a bit to RNZ ahead of this funding announcement. Did they actually, or RNZ, provide a budget or a wish list of sorts for the additional funding? They've been very clear how limited and how restrictive the funding has been, so uh, I haven't spoken with them all the time, but my officials have come back to me with what their wants were. Did they give some numbers to officials? Well, they worked through that. All I knew is that if we really wanted to make an impact, you know, we had to make that and give a significant fund across to Radio New Zealand. I think in the end, a 60% boost was probably even a surprise to maybe people like yourself. Can we talk about some underserved communities? Can we talk about Māori and Pacifica communities? Because... What additional Māori and Pacifica content do you actually hope for out of the new funding? Uh, Again, it's going to be very much um, up to RNZ, but obviously I would like to see more Māori and Pacifica uh, programming and news. 
Uh, that's something that has been acknowledged from National Radio. On top of that, you've got an extra 10 million built in with uh, New Zealand on air, who are tasked with also, you know, finding those audiences uh, in terms of Māori and Pacifica. And the other side of it is, uh, you know, I do have a Māori media strategy that I've uh, overseen, and we gave $40 million to that strategy. So, you know, if we can complement what we're doing in a Māori sense, what we're doing in a Pacifica sense, I think that that'll be, for communities, I think it'll be great for RNG. I have been, well, you, you, you know my background, I came from the Māori broadcasting area. You know, in earlier years I had been a critic of national radio in terms yeah. of how, they, how they've addressed... Can uh, we talk about uh, that a little uh, bit? Uh, no, so no, no, pro- no problem, no problem. Back when you were a commentator, not a politician, you said that you're more likely to hear a bird than a Māori on RNZ. And <laughs> things have changed a little bit since then, but there's still no Māori presenter on any of this station's five top shows. Uh, we've just lost Māori Dunlop, a really prominent Māori broadcaster. Do you think that RNZ is still too reluctant to put Māori in these front-rank presenting roles? Oh, I think RNZ is trying. That's what I. That's all I ask is for RNZ to to try. I don't resolve from that. I don't regret a- anything I did uh, before because um, uh, I, I just want that to me- uh, lead to meaningful change. And after all that uh, criticism, I signed an MOU with uh, RNZ when I was uh, uh, involved in in broadcasting before, and and I've seen the uh, some of the changes. People are, are speaking Maori on. Um, RNZ, which is terrific. I know for a fact there's been serious approaches to uh, different Māori broadcasters. Some of those broadcasters, for some unknown reason, haven't taken up the the opportunity. So I would only ask that a major effort be made by RNZ. I'm comfortable with that. Um, Some people could say, well, you're a bit hypocritical now. You're the minister. You've got a different view. Yes, you you criticise, but are you prepared to get your hands dirty and and work with, uh, you know, roll your sleeves up and work with organisations? And I'm happy to advance RNZ's agenda because I can see the effort going in. Um, You know, we don't have Māori in those prime time positions, but I don't think it's because of uh, a lack of effort from Radio New Zealand management in terms of trying to find the right people. Now, whatever effort has gone in, though, I mean, you told Newsroom recently, it is vital that all New Zealanders are seeing and hearing themselves in our public media. Now, when you look at RNZ's roster, its lineup of programmes, is everybody hearing and seeing themselves in our public media currently? Particularly, are they hearing and seeing themselves on RNZ? Even your um, senior management would probably admit there's some way to go. We need more army um, voices and... Uh, I'm pleased with the effort, but, um, you know, people still making big contributions to RNZ. We've got Julian Wilcox there. Marnie, sadly, has just left, but it's a long process, and I'm looking forward to more Māori voices coming through over the next couple of years. I know that your CEO is making an effort, and I hope that effort continues. I saw Mihi Ngārangi Forbes. Uh, she suggested that some of the investment uh, in RNZ might be p- perhaps better redistributed to some of the 21 iwi radio stations that are sometimes the only voice on offer in a crisis. Now, do you have some sympathy for that view? Um, that view is born from giving up on, on RNZ making uh, a rollout, rollout change. In terms of the iwi stations, they've received more support and funding from me than any other, um, uh, well, ever. You know, they've had the biggest increases ever. I know um, Iwi uh, Radio 
history backwards, having been the chair for nine years, I was the chair of the 21 Māori stations. Most of them are sufficiently funded at the moment. They will say otherwise, but I know the needs uh, out there and obligations. So though they will scream um, poverty every time, I think their needs are are looked after. Uh, Have have Māori been underfunded? Uh, Do you really think, though, that RNZ is going to find these audiences. It doesn't have a great track record of reaching youth. It doesn't have a great track record of uh, reaching Māori in regional areas. Uh, Do you trust it to find these audiences? I trust that there will be an effort made. Um, I'm sure we'll find out over the next couple of years if that's going to be the case. But the other reality that we got and and, and we found out during the the ANZPM um, process you know, you, there's going to have to be a high level of collaboration. If there is no collaborative approach with Iwi Radio, with Fakata Māori, then you won't hit those audiences. That You know, we have seen that in past years. You know, I was involved in Mana Māori media in the 90s when we were um, doing mana, mana News in terms of national radio. I ran the Wātea News. Uh, on national radio. Does this, does this to... clash a little bit, though, with you were saying that some of this budget doesn't really need to go to these iwi radio stations? Because I guess what you're proposing here is that RNZ really does need to collaborate with the iwi radio stations to make sure that it reaches the right audiences. There's two sources of funding here. You know, we, we have to look after our iwi radio stations in terms of our commitment to the te reo Māori. But also for them to flourish, they need to be given opportunities RNZ can present those opportunities by showcasing some of the stories that are happening, that is happening at Iwi Radio level. It's not about, you can't just give up and say, well, you, 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 you Maoris, you go and do that thing and we'll do this thing. There's got to be a time when we come together and, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And- Moving on. Is this money enough to ensure RNZ's sustainability? Because, I, I mean, when the merger was being sold to the public, I think Jacinda Ardern said RNZ was in danger of collapse. I remember your government said that this merger needed to happen because our current public media is just not going to be able to compete with the social media giants. The pace of technological change is just throwing $25 million at RNZ going to be enough? Um, I think it's enough for now. You know, we're in the middle of a cost of living uh, crisis. Expected, you're talking about a 60% funding increase here, but gee, you know, you've got this is a tough world. We've got declining audiences, declining revenue. You've got competition everywhere in terms of the, the, the big digital players around the world. So I think it's enough to start off with. But, you know, if we're able to build on this, because I see this as the first part of a broadcasting strategy uh, that will also see uh, me talking to TVNZ about the role they play as a public media entity. Um, I also want to have a look at the RNZ Charter, maybe put in a TVNZ Charter, uh, look at how we capitalise on the Māori media investment, looking at media content that has been jumped upon by the big companies and we've seen small and local regional media companies getting left out and the big players not coming to the table. So I want to roll out an online news uh, bill. And on top of that, we're looking at the Broadcasting Act and if I can pull those other parts together, we've got a sort of comprehensive and coordinated New Zealand broadcasting strategy. Well, there's a, there's a lot in there, but, I mean, TVNZ once did have a charter. It didn't particularly go well, and it was dropped. Are you looking at reintroducing one, and has that been raised with TVNZ? 
We've mooted it, obviously. The Prime Minister talked about it. I've sort of talked about it. But I think, you know, if we're serious about a public media entity, we're going to have to have a look at the charter. You know, you know, you know we had a charter uh, in terms of Aotearoa, New Zealand public media uh, entity, that we're going to look back at and see if we can incorporate some of some of that, that kaupapa, some of those initiatives, maybe in our RNZ one. Not a huge uh, RNZ uh, um, charter review, but we will review it. And then we'll see, is it possible to maybe even look at a, a possible TVNZ charter? These are the things I want to roll out with TVNZ people. Obviously, we're looking also at the composition of the boards, RNZ, TVNZ. You know, my hope is that RNZ and TVNZ work closely together. That's my hope into the future, you know, and... Uh, some people think that's impossible. Well, that's what we were going to do with the merger. It would be good if we could bring uh, TVNZ, uh, you know, a bit closer to what, what RNZ does. It's not about... Uh, obviously, there's going to have to be a commercial strategy in terms of T TVNZ, but it's about getting the balance and reminding them that, that you know, they're an essential part of New Zealand as a public media entity. They're, they're imperative in terms of our future uh, and working in tandem with RNZ would be really, really good. But it's not changing drastically what they're doing, but maybe just uh, looking at, you know, how they are looking at Māori, Pacifica, Asian, disabled and youth audiences. How does that work in terms of their obligations? And I'm looking forward to those talks over the next uh, few weeks. You've mentioned to reporters in the past, you've mentioned it to me, you are preparing a broadcasting strategy for all New Zealanders. This extra RNZ funding fits within that. When can we expect just further public media policy announcements on that front? Well, I mean, there's uh, five and a half months to go to the election. We'll be doing uh, announcements over the, over the next couple of months. You know, we've got a budget coming up. To be look, I'm looking closely at working with Māori Media at the moment. Um, we'll have more news on our online news pool, which is important in terms of news media companies being paid fairly for their content that is used online by companies like Google and Facebook. So all those types of uh, announcements will be made over the next probably three months. Thank you very much, Minister. Kia ora. Thank you, mate. All Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. That was the Broadcasting and Media Minister Willie Jackson talking there to Hayden Donnell on our first opportunity since the big RNZ funding boost announcement last month.